Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friend, a podcast where we sit around and drink beers and stare at each other's faces. My name's Chris. My name's Obert, and uh, yeah, we're sitting here, the Yule log crackling. Yes. Uh, carolers wandering the streets, angrily asking for figgy pudding, um, demanding it, some might say. Yeah, they're trying to sing through their mask and cannot. Um, it's yeah. very muffled. <laughs> Just <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Caroling's probably not a COVID-approved activity. <laughs> it, it, you, go yeah. out, you go outside and all you hear is Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> 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 For the kids out there, Charlie Brown was a cartoon slash comic book strip. <laughs> Do you feel like now that you're a father, you're realizing more and more like the things that you grew up with are not the things that everyone grew up with? <laughs> oh my God, it's terrible. Not only not only is it this, but also like streaming and stuff. Like it, the community is just so young and I'm like, oh God, I'm a thousand years old. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, like, like, well, people know Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown's probably a bad example, but like, I don't know, talking about music and mentioning, oh, you know, the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or I don't know, what's a what's a really cliche 90s song that came O-Town or or whoever. But like people don't know who these people are anymore. And I'm like, okay. this is ridiculous. Why is this a thing? Um, yeah, no, it's it's and then like. The one thing I am proud of as a father uh, is that my love for Pokemon has been instilled upon my son. So, <laughs> no matter what, you got that going. So, yeah. but I'm sure like people come to your stream and you're like, back in my day, you had to use strength to push the truck to find Mew. <laughs> you had to use the missing no gl- glitch to get unlimited rare candies <laughs> unlimited unlimited rare candies and master balls yeah but like i'll say stuff like that in stream and they'll be like i don't i that's not a crickets thing. that's not something yeah. i know and i'm like no you're you know it you just forgot <laughs> yeah <laughs> there were no ghost pokemon just the three yeah there were just three three ghost pokemon and guess what only three dragon pokemon <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it it is it is crazy. Like how I I read something I read something online, and at, you see it all the time where it's like that '70s show was released in two thousand nineteen ninety eight or something like that, and now you can have that '90s show with the same like 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 if if that if it was released today, it would be that '90s show. That would be that '90s show. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, and that'd be the same eight the same year gap. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, no, stop it. That's uncomfortable <laughs> to me. Yeah. I'm not that old yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently I am that old. And yeah, having kids is crazy. Oh, man. It makes you feel that much older. I know. Because even like the kids shows I, I used to watch like back in the day, like they're not, I, they, they're probably still on because it was like Sesame Street and Barney and stuff. But like, that's not what CJ watches. CJ watches cocomelon and the wild kratz the wild kratz is big wild kratz yeah how about bubble guppies to see into that no he he hasn't caught on to the bubble guppies yet paw patrol paw patrol yes he does love chase he loves chase and he knows them all uh because i don't know them all (laughs) (laughs) but there's two there's two that i think are very close in name from what cj says um but yeah uh yeah so these are the new things he doesn't watch sesame street anymore or he never did but neither do i i don't watch it either actually for the record (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, but we're old, and he turns three in in what what's today the twenty one when this comes out the twenty first. So he turns three next week, and I'm just not ready for it. Not ready for it. Well, happy almost birthday, CJ, who's almost the same age as our podcast. I guess our podcast started a little bit later. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Yeah, but uh, two is the number of the day on today's podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's how many <laughs> drinks. That's how many drinks we're bringing you uh, on this special edition of Drinking Alone with Friend. Uh, as always, Ted sends his wishes uh, from from his recovery recliner. <laughs> uh, you know, we say he's recovery recliner, but he's like back at work by now. He's just you know still. I mean, to still, be fair, he's still working from the recliner. But right, that's a good point. But. Um, Let's let's just get right into it today, because before we recorded, I shook myself up a cocktail. So as we creak open Obert's liquor cabinet here, <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and this week, I have a real lesson in how to um, MacGyver up a cocktail that you want to make using limited ingredients at home. So if you're a purist, you don't like messing with recipes you should probably turn off this podcast right now hit stop go to itunes give us five stars and then (laughs) recommend (laughs) us to three friends and then stop listening because uh this episode is not gonna be for you but this is actually gonna be the final installment i have of um living in your parents house the the segment hit segment of the podcast we'll tell you about what it's like to live with my parents um they have a pretty good bar at home and i decided this week i wanted to make a mai tai oh um, okay yeah so that's what i'm bringing on the show today and i love i love a good classic mai tai and when i was back here in connecticut i wanted to get some rum i can't find in montana it's called the real mccoy um i'm not sure how widely available it is but i know i haven't seen it far out of connecticut i did get this bottle at shoreline liquors in waterford so shout out to them this is their five-year aged and I was like, yeah, you know, I I love with a good spiced rum, a good gold rum to do like a rum and coke. But what are some other cocktails? Like, you know what? Let me make a Mai Tai. So I did what's available in their house. Um, so let me first read off the, the recipe as written in a, a real Mai Tai. You need <clears throat> four parts of gold rum, one part orange curacao, two parts fresh squeezed lime juice, one part orgeat syrup and one part simple syrup. And, you know, I was a solid two for five, two and a half or five. If you count the lime juice from the bottle versus the fresh squeezed <laughs> lime juice on that, that recipe list, but it didn't, st- it didn't stop me. So I'm just going to start by, by digging into this, this cocktail, describing it. And then I'll reveal how I put my own special twist on a Mai Tai and maybe a little bit of history behind the Mai Tai, as we always like to get into here on Obert's Liquor Cabinet. So without further ado, it's Liquor 30, and I'm thirsty. <laughs> Interesting. It's like a Frankenstein's Mai Tai. Dr. Frankenstein's Mai Tai. Mm. This is pretty good. If I didn't know any better, I would say this is like someone tried to make a Mai Tai, but they were missing an ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> they were missing two and a half ingredients or so. Yeah. Now, this is a little bit too orangey. And a little bit of peek behind the curtain, my Orjat substitute might not have been complete enough to really accomplish the same effect, but 
this is good. It really highlights the rum. I said, I really like that. The real McCoy stuff. Fun fact, the name, the real McCoy comes from back in prohibition days. There was a famous smuggler of like rum runner who would come from Canada across the great lakes or down along the East Eastern coast and with boats, the coast guard couldn't catch with the real McCoy. His name was McCoy. So that was like, if you wanted the real stuff, it was known as the real McCoy. So that's where the name, mm. the real McCoy originates from. It was like, if you got the good shit, it's the real McCoy. Everything else was like, like bathtub gin, you know, stuff that was made in back rooms and bathrooms and stuff. Yeah. The, or you the could get the McCoy. real McCoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, the, the I don't dirt, want any of that fake McCoy stuff. The dirty, the dirty grubby tub McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this recipe, Mai Tai, really lets it shine through. It's a really good combination of you get the sweetness from that lime juice and the simple syrup with a little bit of more of an earthy flavor from the orgeat syrup and the citrusy from the lime juice and the curacao um, combined with the spiced rum. That's a very nice complex flavor. Let me read from you the history on the, the uh, behind the Mai Tai. Apparently Mai Tai is the Tahitian word for good. So mm, fun okay. fact there. And it comes from, I think it's fair to say the original, what would you say? The original... McCoy. Tiki bar, oh. the original tiki bar. Okay, yeah. Um, which is which was Trader Vic's in Oakland, California. They were the ones that started the tiki bar. A lot of famous restaurant, famous recipes such as like the Mai Tai, the Zombie, um, Painkiller. A lot of these, like Hurricane. I think all these famous cocktails came from Trader Vic's. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if the restaurant's still in existence. Obviously, the the original owner. No longer is there because this was back in 1944. Victor J. Bergeron was the owner. Uh, so the story behind this is he created this cocktail for some friends visiting from Tahiti. And one of them took a sip and exclaimed with gusto, Mai Tai Roe, meaning out of this world. So that's where the name supposedly came from. I'm curious, though. So Mai Tai Roe means out of this world. Right. Mai Tai means, means good. Good. I don't quite see the translation. Okay, all right. I'm just right. I'm trying to pick pick it up. Okay, and you yeah. did say it was it was it was a dark spiced rum that goes into this. That's what I I yeah I I use that. They call for a gold rum, which I consider kind of like a Bacardi or Captain. Okay, okay. You know, um, but this was back in 1944 was when this re- recipe was first created. So, like I said, really. I can see why it's a popular cocktail. Those flavors all really complement each other. But I started off by talking about some two and a half substitutions I made. (laughs) You know, like I said, I had the rum. I had the simple syrup. I had the lime juice from a plastic bottle that looks like a lime. Which is the same. Which is basically the same. Um, For the orange curacao, I used triple sec, which I think is basically the same thing. You know, it's like an orange liqueur. I don't think anyone would really fault you for substituting one for the other. And the uh, Orgeat syrup, which is spelled O-R-G-A-T. I never knew how to pronounce it. I always called it Orgeat or Orgeat. It's Orgeat is the right pronunciation. But that is a almond syrup. It's not alcoholic. You can buy some at your liquor store. Or if you don't have any, like I don't, 
you can make some. Recipes I've seen online call for unsweetened almond milk, sugar, almond extract, orange blossom water, and maybe some brandy. Interesting. Yeah. And so what I used is I had some almond milk in the fridge. So I shook that in with the cocktail. Pretty good effect. And I also had some orange oil, which I spritzed on the cocktail glass to kind of give it that more of that citrusy aroma. And I'm pretty happy with the results. I can't give this a true Obert five out of five on the cocktail scale. (laughs) Missing half the ingredients. (laughs) But it's good enough. It's good enough to give it a solid four, four out of five. Um, Makes me, you know, want to be in a warm tropical place as opposed to a cold wintry place. Yeah. Sometimes you just need, you know, a nice tiki cocktail in the middle of winter to kind of, if you can't be there in spirit, you can maybe be there mentally a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So the orgeat you were talking about, I forgot the last word, is you said it's almond. Now, is that like, I don't know, is it, it might just be me, but is it like an overpowering, overpowering like almond, fake almond flavor or like? No, it's very subtle. Okay. Because I've definitely had like fake almond or it's seemingly fake almond. Um, and I don't know, it's always such a turnoff to me. Like, I like almonds. Yeah, but, and I feel like almond's already a pretty subtle flavor. Yeah, so, okay. Fun fact, apparently cyanide smells like almonds, or huh. tastes like almonds. That is a fun fact. Yeah, so, now you know. <laughs> Just in you case. you smell almonds, it could be almonds, or you could be about to be poisoned. Or you could be dead. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah, like I said, just goes to show, if you find a cocktail recipe that you like, maybe you don't have all the ingredients, don't give up. Don't despair. Just Google some substitutions. Maybe you'll find you have something in the fridge that'll work. And luckily enough, I had some almond milk, which worked out pretty well. So right, that's what you do with that's what you do with every recipe you have. Mm-hmm. You know who has soy sauce all the time. You know, so you have to go on Google and pull out your orange, teriyaki, orange juice, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's that's cool. I'm I've never. I'm obviously I. I'm not the the biggest cocktail drinker on the pod. I don't I don't know if people You're third this. biggest. I'm third biggest for sure. Um, and when I do make a cocktail, it's like this is a rum and coke. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's pretty cool. I never thought about doing uh, something like that. So is is a mai tai like your favorite summer beachy drink, or is it? Oh, good question. Um, no, I really like. <laughs> so there's a uh, you know. The ski, sometimes ski mountains have like at the end of the season in April, they'll have like a tiki festival where, uh, your people wear Hawaiian shirts and they have, they have summer cocktails and stuff. And, uh, I always went to one up at Sunday river up in Maine that had painkillers and I love a good painkiller and it's, it's rum with pineapple juice. And the, the, the trick is it's, um, ground nutmeg on the top and it's really good i love a good painkiller that's a delicious rum tiki cocktail if i ever see it on a menu i'm like doesn't matter what i was in the mood for i'm getting their painkiller and it sometimes it's not always the best but um if you make a good painkiller that's for me that's the tiki drink to go for for sure cool nice yeah i've never had one of those sounds good though sounds sounds like something i'd enjoy well, you're a rum fan. I do like rum. Yes. Yeah, I like I like rum. I don't drink it. I don't drink it a ton though. Uh, I mean, I 
Well, like you're a if, beer guy. You... I, I, I'm a beer guy, and like if I if I I if I'm buying hard alcohol, I generally get vodka because that's what Dana drinks. So like right. even if I don't want it, like she could have a mix herself a cocktail or something. But I actually did recently buy a bottle of Kraken rum. Ooh. Because I dressed up as a pirate on stream, so that was fun, and <laughs> and uh, had to, had to have the rum, of course, uh, and that was uh, I mean I still have a little bit left, but that was fun, so it was good. But I remember I was having I just made rum and cokes, nothing nothing crazy, and I remember being like, this was good, uh, this was a good, good good change, good change of pace, exactly. Yeah. It was a good change. I do I because I I do enjoy some rum. Well, I have friends who. I would say they can't keep liquor in their house, but it's kind of like, oh, what do we have to drink? And then they like, if they would buy a vodka, they'll drink the vodka till they're done with the vodka and then they'll move on to the next thing. And they're like, mm. for, but for me, as we've all heard from my creaky door, I like to keep a well stocked liquor cabinet and it's not like my go to every night, but it's just, it's there if you need it, you know? That's right. That's how I like to drink. Yeah. I've been telling my, I've been telling myself, like, I'm just going to get like a couple bottles of, you know, Nothing high shelf. I don't need high shelf anything really. But like you know, because every once in a while, like I, I'll like I'll have like a little bit of bourbon or whiskey or something like that. Not very often, but every once in a while, he makes a bourbon drink. He makes a whiskey drink. Yeah, and I'm just like I, I don't know. I I need to have a couple bottles just in the over in the cupboard, <laughs> over in the cupboard that I can I can rely on. Because I mean, drinking beer every night is uh, it, it could be a chore. It could be a chore sometimes, even for it's beer. Tough bed. life. It's a tough it's a life. Tough life. Yeah, no, I know episode 100, I made my next century resolution of bringing more cocktails on the podcast. So I figured I'd start tonight. Those wasn't really a Christmassy drink. Um, But I'm thinking maybe 2021, I don't know, maybe I'll do something like a liquor of the month where I try and explore different things, you know, maybe try and push my force me to make more cocktails because it's easy to just, you know, find a beer before recording but uh it takes, definitely takes more forethought to have more than two and a half of the five ingredients you need um which i did not do tonight i'll admit <laughs> but maybe that's my new year's resolution for the podcast is to to have some more I'll double down on my hundred resolution of bringing new cocktails on the podcast but anyway nice. enough about this my tie chris i know you're got a beer sweating there somewhere <laughs> i do i do how, how did you know first because you're in, oh yeah we gotta close it we gotta close close, it. close the cabinet yeah but you're in north carolina your beer sweats the second you take it out of the fridge there it's actually not too bad right now but it has been sitting out for a little bit because i am going to have a stout tonight Ooh. everybody wang stout tonight uh and this is from you Mas- know your streamers wouldn't get that reference right no your, they your would stream not. audience they would not nope Nope. Oh, it just exploded all over my face. It's like so satisfying, yet yet, yet troubling at the same time. Uh, so this is from Mass Landing Brewing Company, which I believe I got this one from Tud. And this is their Gunner's Daughter Milk Stout. Ooh, I got one of these too. Ooh, have you had it yet? I have not. Okay, okay, okay. So it is a, a beautifully aromatic milk stout with bold flavors of peanut butter, coffee, and dark chocolate. So it sounds spectacular. That does sound good. I definitely read that when I got it from Todd as not Gunner's Daughter, but like Guinness something, just looking casually at the can. So, because mm. it looks like a Guinness almost. Oh, it smells so good. I, I 
don't have to whisper. I'm on a podcast. I should not whisper. <laughs> uh, so this thing is dark, dark, dark. I'm just, yeah, it's about a, it's about a billion SRM. Uh, it's pretty damn close. Um, the head, nice, nice frothy little head there. Not dissipating too fast or too quick. Uh, but it's actually like a very nice looking beer. Like, you know. Uh, but the smell that I commented on, I get a lot of peanut butter off of it. So I get oh, really? a lot. Yes, I get a lot of peanut butter off of it, which I'm very excited for because I do love peanut butter. And honestly, I don't think I've had like a peanut butter beer that's been executed like crazy well, which is surprising. I mean, maybe it's just me and I don't see a ton of them, but like I've never seen like a peanut butter beer. that I'm just like, yes, let's go. This is really good. So hopefully this is the one Billy Gun. Yeah. Bill- I mean, I, I have my favorites, but I want to hear what you have to say about this one. Okay, yeah. So, um, so here we go. I'm like not used to this. I'm not like I'm not. It's not in my poor character glass. So I mm. like I can't. I can fit it all, but it's it's just not. It's not going to happen right now. So, uh, but here we go. This Gunner's Daughter Milk Stout. Uh, let's see. Let's see how this this tastes. It's beer thirty. Chris's thirsty. Been working like a dog all week long. So maybe something cold, cold won't hurt kill me because it's beer thirty. <laughs> It's time to party. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Chris would I knew Chris would pick it up. So this is this is very good. Um, it is very it, I get a lot of peanut butter on it. Not super not super sweet, which is probably a good thing. Um, because I probably it probably would have been a little bit of a turn off if it was super sweet. But I think that's because of the coffee and the dark chocolate. You do pick up hints of it, um, but those are two very notor- notoriously bitter things. So it works really well together. Uh, the one thing that I'm being thrown off a little bit by is that it's a milk stout, but it's not it's not like silky smooth like a milk stout normally would be. Like this is very um like very pringly, <laughs> like <laughs> like like it, it like very carbonated is what I mean. Like you know when you like instead of having like motor oil that you're drinking from a from like a milk stout or like a very smooth milk stout, it it isn't it isn't that smooth. It's like once you pop, you can't stop. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but the flavors no, are wait, wait. What do you mean by pringly? Like, like it, it, it tingles. It tingles your your tongue on the way down. Did you like, say tingly or pringly? I said pringly the first time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I guess tingly. They're 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 synonym, synonyms. They're they're okay. fine. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's just it's just like a little. I would like it to be a little bit smoother on the mouth taste, the mouth feel, not mouth taste. That's how I felt last week with that uh, peppermint porter, where it was just like, didn't have that richness I was looking for. Right. I mean, it's it's very good. Um, the The flavors work really well together. Like this is, they nailed, I think they nailed the balance between the peanut butter, coffee, chocolate. Just something about that mouth feel is just a little off. It's a little off. Um and I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've never been to Mass Landing uh, or I don't know if I've ever had anything by Mass Landing. I've never oh, heard of them before. To be Oh, honest. it's up in Westbrook, Maine. It's probably why I've never heard of it before. So but it's a it's a it's a it's a good beer. I just think maybe the execution could have been a little bit better by them. Like if this was like a smooth, like like one of those thicker, smoother stouts, this would be a re- very, very, very good beer. Well, you think peanut butter, you don't think like a light. Like peanut butter's thick, right? And if you want that peanut butter to shine through, I think it has to. You can't just have a watery peanut butter flavor, you know. 
Right. But it's it's not. I mean, like, I get the peanut butter really, really well. I'm. It's a good beer. I mean, it's not my favorite beer. Um, I think I'm going to give this. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three seven five again. It's it's good. It's just it could like it could be it could be better. I think it could be better. But, you know, that being said, I don't know anything about these these people. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the beer drinkers on Untapped are, are going to like it. I think they're going to like it a decent amount. Um, I'm going to say it's a 4.07. Well, you're right. They do like it. They like it even more than than you thought at a 4.18. Okay. So 0.11 yeah. off. And I actually, I guess I did have this one. I saw it in my fridge. I saw it no longer in my fridge, but I just assumed I moved it. I gave it a three seven five. So I'm okay. right there with you. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not surprised uh, that Untapped rated it so high. Like Untapped, you know. Everybody knows how hard a grader I am. So yeah. <laughs> no. No check-ins from Tud to compare. Unfortunately. Okay. Tud, right in. Yeah, Tud. <laughs> <laughs> former <laughs> former and future co-host please write in right yeah currently taking a brief hiatus but to me my favorite peanut butter beer is the sweet baby jesus okay sweet baby jesus is a solid peanut butter beer you are correct i, I that is for me is the pinnacle of peanut butter beers and and i hold everything up in comparison to that one that as, is a, that is a good one yes you are like you are they right. even they have like a double version. Um, yeah, which isn't as good in my opinion. It's like too much. Right. Yeah. The double version is called for Pete's sake. Oh, um, which I think I've tried, but I haven't checked in before. But um, in my, my in my opinion, that one wasn't as good as the sweet baby Jesus. Um, but no, that's a shame. And I mean, it sounds like we're both are on the same page there. With right. it just it's just not hitting us in all those peanut butter peanut buttery erogenous zones of our of our <laughs> palate, which are the most important zones. Right, they really are. When you go to sex ed class as a as a youngin, they talk about the uh, the peanut butter erogenous zone. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> I just thought of this. Like the twenty eighth is CJ's birthday. I can't like I can't record. Well, I guess I could record after he goes to bed. He's going to be in bed, so. Never mind. Redacted. Yeah, which, like I said, for me, 27th and 28th are equally fine. But I think going forward, I would rather do Mondays. Okay. Actually, I think I would prefer doing Mondays, too, because then I could do Sunday, Tuesday streams. Yeah. And that, that'll at least give one day. Like, I don't want my... If I'm only able to stream two days, I don't want them to be back Next to back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stream to that Australian audience. I actually do have some friends from Australia. <laughs> That uh, they watch it like eight a.m. Sometimes, sometimes they stop. They stop in. They're like, oh, I my my like my clients coming in or something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lurk. I have a big. I have a relatively large European audience too. So it's like, yeah, right. Because then it's a little bit. Because like you stream at like midnight Europe time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think eleven. I've been starting at like eleven or eleven thirty. So Eastern? No, 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 no. Uh, GMT. But um, are you so okay? Since living in Montana, I've realized that like the world does not revolve around Eastern time. Yeah, and like I'm all for one time zone. Like let's all get on Greenwich Mean Time. Let's all <laughs> talk about that because it's like we're in an interconnected world, baby. Like we just got to get on that time zone, and then especially recording a podcast with people who I might not know what time zone they're in. I'm like, right. okay, 
Texas? What time zone is that? Central Mountain Eastern? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not Eastern. I know that one. Probably not Eastern. Good point. That's a good one. But yeah, um, no, I, I listen. I'm okay with it being EST and like that being the one time everybody follows. That being the one, just not to screw with screw my life. Greenwich. <laughs> what did you ever do for us, Greenwich? Mean? Yeah. Besides, name one of the worst parts of Connecticut. We're gonna go with Eastern Nice Time. <laughs> yeah, actually, what I was, I was talking to. Uh, this this girl who's been in my streams, you know, from the beginning pretty much, but like periodically because she lives in the Ukraine, I think. And um, <laughs> we were talking about that. And I was like, no, everybody has to be at Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> She's like, no, it's terrible. It was really it's a funny. good time zone. I, it is a good time zone. I'm a big fan. You know, China, it's a big country, all one time zone. But on top of it there, we can learn really? a thing or two from China. If they so have just the like, time zone just, thing figured out. It's just it's China just like, time. It's China time, baby. Yeah. Stop. It's China, it's China time. Stop China time. Sorry. Sorry it's midday. It's 6 p.m. Sorry. Yeah. Sun's in the sky. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this podcast comes out on the shortest day of the year. So if you're listening to us, it's probably dark. There you go. <laughs> Which means you could start drinking. You know, there you there's go. no excuse not to be drinking. It's dark outside, probably. Baby. Um, but if it's not dark, dark out, oh, wait. if it's no, not dark song. out, you should be celebrating that it's light out by drinking. So, <laughs> it is crazy how this year's like almost over. It is. It is crazy. I cannot believe it. I mean, it's been obviously we all know it's been a dumpster fire. Everybody hates 2020. It's the worst worst year to ever happen. So I've heard. That's um, the meme going around. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, I mean. I can't believe it's almost over. Yeah. I mean, well, with the, I'm sure with an almost three-year-old, you yeah. uh, notice the time passing a lot faster. Than... It's like it's so crazy. Like I feel like I feel like just a few months ago, CJ was like maybe not maybe more than a few months ago, but I well I feel like a few months ago CJ was like saying his first word, and now the kid talks like like straight up makes sentences and stuff. Like it's unreal. I don't understand. And he knows so many Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows, I don't know, it's its its unreal, like, how having a kid, now having two kids, now time's going twice as fast. It's not as, not even fair. Or like, two or a thousand, who's counting? Yeah, right. Because, like, not only is CJ going to be three, but, like, Luke's going to be five months old already, which is just ridiculous. I don't even understand. It's a lot of months. It's so many months. So many months. But yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Don't get old, kids. Or parents. Don't get or old. Or parents. Don't get old or become parents. Wait. <laughs> no, don't get old if you're a kid or if you're a parent. Yes. Don't do it, kids, parents. Yeah. No, or, well, so whoever you are. It's no surprise to our listeners that we record some of these shows ahead of time. And like I said, I'm recording this one still from Connecticut. I still got to drive back to Montana. I'm looking forward to being back. But uh you know, Christmas, when you listen to this, is four days away. Here I am recording it. I've done zero Christmas shopping. <laughs> uh, time is of the essence in terms of that. So mm-hmm. I got to get on my Christmas shopping game, especially because there's somewhere between now and then I have to drive for four days back across the country. And who knows, maybe I'll buy some beer when I'm driving back. I haven't quite Dang. figured out my route yet, but uh 
be nice if I could stop at that historic Casanova Liquors in Wisconsin. I don't think it's quite on the route, but um, I expect to show up in, in Montana with some good beer from across this great country of ours. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, like, and how much? How much of like the Connecticut beer do you have coming back with you? I'm not bringing any back. You know, I've been okay. I've been chugging it here. I've really been enjoying <laughs> it in Connecticut, and I don't know, like so much of it. Stuff that I had that stuff that's from Connecticut that has been available since before I left. Um, I haven't really been that interested in because I'm used to. You know, I know all that, but. <sighs> Stuff that I have been drinking while I'm here, it's like, you know, there's just not enough room in the Forerunner, you know? I got to save room for the stuff I can't get in Connecticut, stuff I can't get Todd to ship me. That's a good point. That is a good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But uh, yeah, it'll be a lighter car ride going back west <laughs> without all the beers to bring to people back in Connecticut, for sure. Your, your MPGs are going to skyrocket. Oh, yeah. Well, I had them all strapped to the roof. This isn't a joke, by the way, people. This is I literally strapped all of the beer that I brought for Todd and Chris and everybody to my roof to the point where I had too much beer on there where like the 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 sheet metal on the roof was like caving in. I'd go over a speed bump and I'd hear like the po- I'd hear like <laughs> popping in. I'm like, maybe I have oh, too no. much beer in my car. Oh no. <laughs> but that won't be a problem driving back west. I've learned my lesson. I'm not strapping it all to the roof this time. Um, so it'll be a little bit easier in that regard to not have a couple hundred pounds of beer on my roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So it's that time of the episode where we take our three-handled frosty mug of wisdom. We uh, chisel a handle off of it. And we fill up our new two-handled mug of wisdom up with last-minute Christmas gifts, TV shows, Wikipedia pages, USB ports, um, (laughs) canned air, things we like, things we love, people we love. Find out on this week's version of Three-Handled Frosty Mug of Wisdom. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. All right, thanks, Jordan, and. Uh, as always, check him out on the Wreck My Podcast or listen to last week's episode if you want to hear his sultry voice. Tune just, right in there. Just, just put it on repeat. Yeah. Just, you know. But make sure you delete it and re-download it. <laughs> and yes, keep, rate it five stars every to every episode. Every time. Not that you can or, do that, but find it find a new phone to write it on five stars every time. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have just two handles this week. Uh, so I'm going to start off with one of the handles and um this is a little different but this is something i did after thanksgiving um with my sister and her family we use the service called game night in and it's a company based out of chicago and they used to do 
hosted game nights for like corporate events or whatever, where you could just come and use their space to play games. Uh, well, during the pandemic, they transitioned and they have this new service called Game Night In, where it's a Zoom call that you can do with your friends or family or whatever. And there's one person who's the host and they have a PowerPoint where they transition through slides and they ask like, they play fun games with you. Like they had trivia games and they had um, like name that song games. And it was a lot of fun. I, uh, I did it with my sister and like all of the in-laws families on her side. And we just had so much fun. We had maybe 10 of us or so on this, the zoom call. And it really was a good way to celebrate the holiday that we couldn't do all together. And, um, you know, this year when you might not be able to celebrate Christmas with everybody that you love in person, be something to maybe look at as a fun activity to do with others. Uh, and, and the plus side is you don't have to do any work. They did everything for us. You know, like they came up with all the questions, they hosted it. You know, they told us like who the winner is and, and the uh, host was pretty charming. You know, I could not, you know, I get on a Skype call every week with Chris and Todd, but I could not for the life of me do it in front of 10 strangers. But uh, <laughs> this guy, this guy was pretty good. So shout out to Game Night In. And their website, I think, is actually gamenightout.com, which I'll put in the show notes because that was, you know, their focus of the company before the pandemic. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And if you're looking for like a last minute fun thing to do with family that you maybe were not able to see in person this year, I highly recommend it. Um, it's just a ton of fun. So uh, with that, I'm going to hand off our two-handed, two-handled mug over to Chris. Okay. Yeah, that does that does sound like fun. By, it was by, it was a blast. By. You know, yeah. like I just texted my sister. I was like, that was so much fun. Thank you for putting that together. So very cool. Nice. Uh yeah, so this week I'm gonna be putting over a Netflix show that you can watch for the holidays. Sure. If, I mean you can. You can watch for the holidays. It's not a holiday show. They don't turn but... it off. Yeah. They don't right. turn Netflix off on Christmas. <laughs> Uh, but it's actually something that I know I've talked about a couple times tonight, and that is uh, there's a new Pokemon series on Netflix called Pokemon Journeys, and it follows your everyone's beloved favorite Pokemon uh, trainer, Ash Ketchum. Uh, of but yeah, but it is uh, kind of it doesn't follow the same storyline that you know we know, we've come to know and hate since when we were kids. Um, but he partner he partners up with this other trainer named Go, you know, like Pokemon Go. Ha! We all love that. Um, and they focus on they kind of split up and they well they work together, but they split up and and Go wants to catch all the Pokemon while Ash wants to become a Pokemon League champion. So it's kind of like a cool little split on that. Now it is, I mean, it's still a Pokemon show, but it's done way better than the old ones and granted those are all classics and things of that nature but it's almost a it's a little bit more serious than the shows used to be and ash is not just a complete imbecile when it comes to catching and like fighting pokemon like so is this like a, a grizzled old 40 year old ash with like <laughs> scars across his face so he's like listen go i remember Back when i was age. your age <laughs> just a young trainer with a pikachu 
no, no, no. They're both young kids. Okay. They're both ki- they're both young trainers. Um, but it's it's actually like pretty entertaining, especially if you're a Pokemon fan. Uh, it's I think it's better than the 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 originals and the ones that like are still going on. I think they're still going on. I don't know. Um, but I I do think that I do think it's better. I've been watching it. Uh, I think they're releasing it episodically, but I was I was oh. late to the game. Yeah, I was late to the game, so I, I I was able to like kind of binge the first season, and season two just started, I believe. I haven't watched the new season yet, but um, but it's also fun because CJ likes to hang out with me and point out like all the Bulbasaur and stuff like that. So, um, so he he gets a kick out of it too. So if you're if you're anywhere for anywhere from three to thirty two, I can guarantee that you're gonna like this show. <laughs> Can't say much about five months old, five month olds, or ninety year olds, but uh, nope. (laughs) But in that range, that's the sweet spot for sure. So, and it's refreshing to know that it's only on season two. So it's like very reasonable to catch up right now. Right, and I think the first, even even then, the first episode, the first season was ten episodes, I think. So it's you know not oh okay not 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 twenty some odd episodes like some sitcoms or whatever yeah. what may have you but so if you're on christmas um, break right now you're either a teacher or probably too young to listen to the show but uh <laughs> assuming you're a teacher you could binge it binge binge pokemon catch up and uh then go back and binge 117 episodes of drinking alone with friends <laughs> there you go yeah. perfect so we have a s- special feature for you all tonight yes for today Depending on when you listen to this podcast, no, so we all have we have a special feature for you today. Uh, Todd is going to join us for uh, to reforge that three handles on our frosty bug. <laughs> he had a handle he was very excited about. Um, he claimed this handle a long time ago. He's like, when this when this happens, I'm going to be the one who's bringing it on the show. So without further ado, uh, Todd, take it away. Tell us what you got for us tonight. Hey everybody, um, so I'm joining in for a special handle this week, uh, first of all, I'm fine and recovering just fine, I'll be back to the podcast in short order, reviewing some type of beverage, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic, I'll be back. Um, so this week, I was going to join in and do a handle of Cyberpunk 2077, but um, I'm going to hold that off until the bugs are fixed before I properly give a handle describing that. So I'm going to describe what I've been playing in the meantime while waiting for this to in, or for the game to improve. Um, I actually recently downloaded Mass Effect 2 and 3 and Andromeda and I've been playing through them uh, kind of going in order. I, I almost beat Mass Effect 2 probably 7-8 years ago before I decided to never play it again. Don't know why. So I started playing Mass Effect 2 recently all over again. And I have to say, it's it's a really good game, um, really good role-playing game, good character development, the story's great, the gameplay is fun, um, shooting and killing aliens is always fun, uh, you can never go wrong there, also flying around in a spaceship, also fun. So my handle this week is the Mass Effect games as a whole, um, if you have an Xbox with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Edition, you can get all of the Mass Effects, um, otherwise... They are pretty much older games now. You could probably catch them cheap, whether it be the PC, PS4, PS5, or Xbox 
no matter the console because they started back on 360. Uh, so that's it. That's my handle for this week. Uh, you know, look forward to getting back to drinking with my friends. Um, but, you know, recovery comes first. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank you, Todd. And uh, glad to hear you're doing well. Joining us back in podcast world. But uh, it's time to close out the show. As always, thanking the people who provided our beverages. Uh, I'll go first with thanking the real McCoy for some delicious rum. And while I'm uh, while I'm on it, I'll, I'll thank I'll thank Trader Vic for the recipe for the Mai Tai recipe. There you go. Throw it back old school. I would like to thank Mass Landing Brewing Companies for their Gunner's Daughter Gunner's Daughter Milk Stout. And make sure you go over and follow us all on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Untapped, at DAWF Podcast. Make sure you're hashtag following the email, DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Send over whatever, whatever you want to send over. Just say hi or whatever you want. Make sure you're heading over to iTunes and rating us five stars and uh, write a review. And if, if your review is funny enough, we'll read it on we'll read it on on air so five stars and a funny review that's what you have to do okay or uh, you could just compliment one of the co's that's a sh- another surefire way to get on the show there you go that's true <laughs> especially if it's me but <laughs> i'm sure whichever co's you compliment the most would be the one most likely to, re- to read it so exactly that's that's true Make sure you're jumping into our Discord. The link is in the description below because uh, there's been some some avid debates recently about things and Blevins there, so you can make fun of him and stuff like that. So you know you want to do that. We all know that. Um, make sure you follow me on Twitch at Beardad Gamer, and uh, you know everybody have a happy holidays. Uh, hopefully, happy, safe, and uh, fun holidays. Hopefully, you get everything you want from santa claus or whomever mom and dad yeah no, not the mom <laughs> merry christmas yeah merry christmas happy new year well quick programming note oh right yes i forgot about that we're um gonna be shifting schedules a little bit over the coming weeks as we get tud back online and as we transition through the holidays so we will keep you posted when the next episode will drop but right now it's looking like we're gonna be Dropping on Thursday, the 31st, last day of 2020, the dumpster fire year. Dumpster fire year. Let's count it out, baby. Yeah. um, Yeah. So it looks like we're going to be reverting back to our Thursday release schedule, but we will keep you all up to date, of course. So, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And of course, uh, my name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Feliz Navidad. So I play this game every year where I see how long I can go before I hear that song. And every year I hear it before Christmas. But it's just a matter of how close can I make it. One year I made it to like 8 p.m. on December 24th before hearing that song. Lately I've been hearing it more like third week of December. But That's impressive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did I? that doesn't count, right? That does not count. That does okay. not count. If I put it in December the ending credits, it would count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feliz Navi- Navidad, everybody. Feliz Navidad.